they say that, and they say yeah, and they say that. Won't stop now. Keep your hands up, get them in the sky for the homies that ain't making them. My folks locked down. I never went nowhere. What they say in loot is back. Blame it on that conjure. The hood call it loot a yak. And I'm on this foolish track. So I spit my foolish flow. My hands go up and down like strippers' booties go. My verses still be serving. Type like a million virgins. Last time on a college remix. Now I'm on the original version. Can't never count me out. Y'all better count me in. Got 20 bank accounts. Accountants count me in.
We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Ooh, I can't take my eyes off of it. Moving so phenomenally. Boom on like the way we rock it. So don't stop. That you think I'm all that. That's no, why you I all are there. Right? 
I don't know what you guys are talking about. Jan, I've been meaning to tell you that your hair has been looking so...
All right. Hey, Happy New Year. All right. Welcome to the year 2023. All right. That's what I'm talking about there. <laughs> oh, what a great way to get the year started. All right. This is the talk. Yeah, I changed the name. Talk with Mr. Talk. I am your host, Mr. Talk. How y'all doing out there? My co-host P. Ross will be here in a little bit. But until then, y'all just got me. Hope you, that's going to be enough. All right, we got a great show planned for you today. Uh, we're going to talk about the Hamlin, the young football player that collapsed on the field last Monday night, uh, and some of the reactions that were happening as this thing was going on, which is weird in how people just reacted. Yeah, we're going to get into that because I have a lot to say about that uh, and a few other things, but that's the main thing we're going to talk about today. Anyway. Before we get to discussing that topic and others, let me tell you how you all can be a part of the show. The easiest way is just call me at 347-838-8622. Once again, 347-838-8622. You can email me at ericletsletz, talk at gmail.com. And our chat room is open at www.blogblogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. And if you have any other ways of communicating with me, uh, feel free. I will respond timely manner. <laughs> I have to say that because sometimes I just get to it a little bit too late. But I will respond. I promise. I, I, I do promise you that. All right. So first Thursday of the new year. How's everybody doing out there? hope everybody had a good celebration, whatever you did. Uh, like me, just sat at home and chilled out. The best thing to do as you get older, you realize that. But anyway, that's what we did, and um, hey, we made it through. We made it through, and so did you. If you're listening to the show right now, so that is outstanding. Yeah, that is outstanding right there. And you know, before I get into this topic, because I'm trying to wait on my co-host. You know, every year we have this tradition and I'm saying we, as in the human race people, you know, the majority of people, not all, not all like me, you know, some don't do it, but you have those that, that come out with this um, new year's resolution. They always have to make a new year's resolution. And that's okay. That's okay. The problem with that is a lot of times, you don't follow through with your, your your resolution. Whatever it is you plan to do, to change over the new year, and you make this big announcement. Oh, this year, um, what's what's the most common one? New year, new me. New year, new me. Yeah, I, I like that one right there. New year, new me. But in essence, you're lying to yourself. You are. You're lying to yourself. Because... You really are. You really uh, um, continue to be the same person you're going to be. You you don't change. Most of you, you don't change anything. It sounds good to say, but you say it without conviction. You know, with no plan to execute it. You just say it because that's the good thing. That's the best thing I can say right now. New Year, new me. You know, that's my New Year's resolution. Or here's a good one. Oh, I'm gonna get in shape this year. By summertime, man, I'm gonna be swole or I'm gonna lost thirty pounds at blah 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 blah. That's what you say. But once again your execution uh says something different. 
because you you're making all these promises to yourself and but you 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 don't have any conviction behind it no plan and then as time rolls through you realize that you you know when started you on your um resolution or you started and you quit then you look around like what happened well i'm gonna tell you what happened you didn't have a plan you didn't have a plan at all not a, even a tiny, teeny little bit of a plan. You didn't have one. And since you didn't have a plan, how are you going to change anything? That's all I'm saying. So when you out there making these great, great uh, uh, New Year's resolutions, <laughs> yeah, you out there making these New Year's resolutions, hey, you do it, do it with some earnest, you know what I mean? Have a plan. Something that you're gonna stick to. Don't don't go out there making unrealistic um, resolutions or promises to yourself that you know deep down you're not even gonna attempt to keep. You're not. And I like to do something that's called moving in silence. And in other words, why are you announcing it anyway? Just do it. Doesn't that seem like the easiest way of? Do it. You don't have to announce it. You don't have to uh, 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 photograph every time you're in the gym or you're walking or whatever. You don't have to do that. Just do it. Probably be surprised how much um, um, successful you are, how successful you are just by that little step right there. Quit trying to show people stuff. Sarge, what's going on? I see you. Um, yeah, so with, with that being said, just be careful about these New Year's resolutions because, you know, if you don't have any commitment, no way to, to, to actually um, do it, hey, stop wasting your, your air like that because uh, life is too short. <laughs> life is too short. So I, I just wanted to put that little piece out there. P. Ross told me she was going to get me if I said that, and I told her I just had to say it because, you know, Every year you look, and especially on social media, and you see all these great things, and you're like, how many of these people actually um, execute execute their, their resolutions, their New Year resolution that they don't announce 8,000 times on, on, on social media? You know, I wish I had a poll, you know, a real poll. <laughs> um, yeah. I really do to see how many people actually follow through with their resolutions. I say maybe fifty-five percent, and I, I'm I'm giving a little on that one because I honestly don't believe it's over fifty percent. But just for the sake of sounding optimistic, I say fifty-five. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a that's something to think about, isn't it? That that is something to think about. Now, you may be in that 45 that actually take care of business, and I applaud you for that. I really do. But, uh, yeah, we just, some of the things we do to ourselves, and we wonder why we end up stressed out and, and beating our head against the wall. You know, the question then becomes, how bloody does your head have to get before you realize you're doing the wrong thing? That's all I'm saying. Anyway. Anyway, you know, that's that's what I, how I feel about New Year's resolutions. 
I really do. You know, if you're going to do it, do it throughout the year. Don't just wait till the new year. You know, you can start changing your life and changing who you are uh, today. You don't have to wait till next year or, you know, just today. If you're going to change something, change it. If it's for the better, yeah, change it. It makes it wonderful when you do that. It makes it so much wonderful. Anyway, uh, also, uh, this is now the new time for the show, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Um, yeah, I changed from Tuesday, so put it down on your calendars and mark it. We'll be here every week uh, as much as possible, and during the winter months, it'll be a lot because we don't have a lot of tournaments then, so that'll work, too. <laughs> you know, so uh, write this down in your calendar. You know, so we can do that. And let's see what else. Uh, like I said, email is the same. Eric, let's talk at gmail.com. As I said before, you can always hit me up, and I'll be more than happy to answer or try and get any of your requests in. I'm working on getting some guests for the show now. Um, I sent out a couple of things and still haven't gotten a response. But as soon as we get uh, okay or confirmation, we'll go ahead and schedule it. And then we, we bring it, the show to you. Yes. Yes. All right. So let's go on and get on with the get on, man, because I want to talk about what happened Monday night. And I want to talk about some of the responses and how people reacted. And it was interesting because people really, really, some people lost their mind, man. They really did. And the question is, okay. And after after listening to all what's been going on this week, I um I came up with my own 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 conclusion. Who, in general, had had missed the point, missed the total point of that that accident. Okay. Um. Now I'm glad. Hamlin is okay. In fact, report came out a little while ago, so he is awake. And the interesting thing about it is when he woke up, he got a piece of paper so he can write what he wanted to say because, you know, he got that trachea. And uh, first thing he wanted to know was who won the game? (laughs) Ain't that something? Who won the game? That's the first thing he wanted to know. And the doctor told him he won the game. He won the game of life. And that was the doctor. You know, that's that's like a script out of the movie, isn't it? <laughs> you know, you wake up out of coma and you say, and the last thing you remember is being in the game. Who won? You know, that's your sole purpose. Who won? Not how am I doing, but who won? And that speaks of the mentality of those young men that be out there playing that sport which leads into right what I want to talk about. Now, Mr. Hamlin was injured when he made a tackle on um, T. Higgins, I think it was. Yeah, Cincinnati Bengals. Hamlin played for the Buffalo Bills. And the tackle was clean, you know, but T. Higgins' helmet ended up in Hamlin's chest. Now, 
for those of us that have played, I know first thing I yelled was, dang, that's a good tackle right there. That, that, that was a good tackle. Myself, along with I'm sure 99% of the country, had no idea of what would happen next um, as far as T. Hick, I mean, T. Hamlin standing up, adjusting his helmet, then falling down. Because if you look hard enough, you see his legs wiggle, then he just drops. You know, and of course, you see the, the medical team run out immediately. And, you know, sadly, he had to be administered uh, CPR, and they got him to breathe, and they got him out of there. And all of a sudden, everybody was coming up with all these great reasons why he fell and, and uh, you know, why he had a heart attack. Well, actually, the man didn't have a heart attack. Okay, he didn't have a heart attack. He did not. He just had one of those those freaky moments to where the body was hit at the right spot. The heart was hit at the right spot at the right time that caused it to stop. And, yes, it's, it's a freak accident. It, it doesn't happen often. It has happened. Um, they have a name for it. It starts with a C. I, I can't pronounce it, so I'm not even going to try. Basically, what happens is it interrupts the heart, the, elect, the heartbeat, okay, at the right time, and it stops the heart. That's as simple as I can put it. You know, and me being me, I'm thinking about that. And I'm like, wow. Wow, I've never seen that before. And I'm sure a lot of people that, that like that. And it's just amazed me at instead of uh, 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 caring about how the young man was doing, they decided to just go on their own little dip. People decided to go on their own little different rants about, you know, what happened. And I, <laughs> I really... I really didn't understand. Um, I really didn't understand what was the, the the hoopla until later, and it was simple. That's the first time I think a lot of people have ever seen anyone be given CPR. I mean, this happened in front of a stadium of thousands and a national television audience the immediate shock of what they were looking at. Now, we know as Americans, we get to jump, we'll jump to conclusions in, 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 a, in a nanosecond. We don't have to have all the facts. We don't have to <laughs> know exactly what's what. We just go and start jumping to conclusions. And with that, we make a lot of mistakes. We really do. As I like to tell y'all a lot of times when I'm getting ready for a show, if I'm looking up something, I'm, I, I usually wait a couple of days or a week before I really get into it because that's when more information comes out. That's when you understand what happened. Now, looking for me, I have, I have friends that work in the medical um, field, and they explain exactly what happened, which later um, national neurologists and stuff came on, heart doctors came on, and, and Confirmed. So I was in a majority that had a good idea what happened to this young man. But 
And at the same time, it, it really bothered me because everybody was blaming a, a simple accident as it was commonplace. This type of accident that Hamlin had, that type of accident could happen to a baseball player, a soccer player, lacrosse. It has more of a chance of happening there than it does in, in football. And as I was really rethinking about the show last night, I thought about it. When you're playing football, when players land on the ball and it knocks the wind out of them, that's very close to the same thing happening. But as these guys go out there, they don't think about that. We as fans, you know, we don't think about that. We marvel at at their ability to go out there and perform on a football field at such a high level that we never think about how fragile they really are. And just being human makes them fragile. It does. It makes them very fragile. But we don't think about that because we're thinking about the same thing they are, the combat. You know, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. You know, that's why we're sports from back in the days for you youngsters. <laughs> but that is what people noticed, I think, mostly uh, Monday night. And I really do believe it scared a lot of people. It did. It, it scared a whole lot of people. You know, national television and they're out here performing CPR on a football player on the football field. But wait a minute, this is not Pee Wee, this is not college, this is not high school, this is the National Football League. Got a people. But as we do know, when we are frightened, we're liable to say and do anything. We're not giving it any thought. And our emotions are so high, I, I do believe we we lose the ability to think critically in, in, in many cases. And I think that's really, really what happened. And And because that happened, this whole thing just went, whew got blown up like a big balloon and started floating in the atmosphere. Everybody adding their little air to it. Everybody adding their air to it until all of a sudden you had a big mess going on. A big, gigantic mess going on. And when that happened, it changed. It's changed what the lesson of that young man collapsing was. It changed it. All of a sudden, it was about how dangerous football is and what are they doing to protect the players and so forth and so on and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then there's the other issue of people um, um, uh, doing statements and saying so this, it was caused by this and was caused by that. And everybody up in their feelings and getting all this sensitive about what was said. And once again, once again, 
being scared sometimes just messes with your 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 your, your process of thinking. And many of us don't even realize that. Because we are, as, as, as citizens of the United States, and I'm be going to say it, we are conditioned to find a reason or a fault for everything. For everything. Even if there isn't one. This was something that happened. Nothing malicious. Just a fluke accident. Yes, it almost cost that young man his life. That is a fact. But it still was a fluke, a, a freak accident on a football field in front of millions on, on television and millions in the stands. Th- thousands in the stands. No one, no million in the stands. And I think that is what really, really, really Got everything started. Now, in, in all this hoopla, you you got these talking heads on on, on television, um, game uh, talk shows, and what have you that you know have to put their two cents in. You know, as I said before, it went from you know caring about this young man to, oh man, what are they gonna do? You know, the NFL don't take care of their players and. Uh, you know, they have unions. They have collecting and collective bargaining agreements. They have those type of things. So why now wait until to complain about it when you renegotiate every three, four years anyway? Put it in there. But that's that's uh, something for a whole other case. But my point is, don't wait to now and take away from what the real lesson was from this young man, uh, um, Accident he had Monday night. And that's basically what they were. You know, when you think of, when when people think of death, they get all emotional and they want, oh, and how can this happen? Well, y'all know me and I've gotten in trouble multiple times for saying this. When it's your time, it's your time. And luckily, it wasn't this young man's time. But there was a message there. But with all these talking heads and all these other folk out there running their mouth, the message was missed. The message was missed. And I'm going to get to the message. You can believe that. (laughs) And it's such a simple, simple, simple one. I'm amazed that no one ever else ever even said anything about it. All right. Now, for those out there that's saying, you know, well, my child ain't going to play football. That's why I ain't going to let my child play football and blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? Don't let your child play any sports, especially not football. Because you are already setting your child up for failure. Play, we used to have this saying, don't go out there playing scared. Don't go playing scared. Don't go out there half halfway. Because usually we felt you go out there halfway, that's when you would get injured. 
And you can believe those young men, when they go out there, they're not doing it halfway. And in this instance, there was a playoff spot online. So, yeah, none of them was playing halfway. But if you feel that strongly and you want to deny your child the, the, the opportunity to play organized sports because of the way you feel, well, then, by all God, go ahead. You're the parent. But because that is the way you feel, don't force that on everybody else. Number one, everyone may not feel the way you do. And number two, their experience with organized sports may be totally different than yours. No one thought about the positive how fast the medical team got out there to, to help that young man. And what they did to save him right there on that field. You're not looking at that. See, that's what I'm saying. There's always positives, but we are taught to look at the negatives so much, we overlook what the good is. Now, I'm sure if Hamlin would have uh, 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 passed, which glad he didn't, oh, man, I could hear it now. Let's shut down the NFL. It's just too dangerous. Blah, 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 blah. No. That wouldn't have been the right thing to do. But fear would make us do anything. But anyway, let me get to some of these statements. Now, here's one that really, (laughs) when I read this statement, I really had to laugh. Because people were, I mean, upset. You know, even his co-host was upset. Now, you know, when when you were in school and 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 uh it's called comprehension. Okay? Comprehension. And sometimes we read things but we really don't comprehend. Because we read it in the way we would write it, if you understand what I'm saying. Not the way that, that the wording is or how, how it is written. And here's one with Skip Bayless. And this is the one that really made me chuckle a little bit. And I'm going to tell you why. He said, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game. But how? This late in the season? A game of this magnitude, magnitude is critical to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems to be, which suddenly, suddenly seems so irrelevant. Now, this is what that man truly tweeted. And the backlash he got, he was called insecure. Sorry, so-and-so. You blah, 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 blah. You need to be a, a, a fired at blah, 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 blah. Now, the first time I read it, I'm like, what's so insensitive about it? What is this? I mean, what, what's insincere about it? Because I read it as being sarcastic. In other words, you know, the game itself seems so irrelevant right now with this young man laying on the field. That's how I read it. You know? 
How can they stop this game? It's so many. It's a playoff. You know, playoffs um, standings are dependent on this game, which seems so irrelevant. That's the way I read it, as being sarcastic. But everybody else took him meaning he was he was more concerned about the playoff games and stuff than the young man um, laying on the ground. Now it, it, it's no it's no secret that a lot of people don't like Skip Bayless, you know, for whatever reason. I'm not a big fan of him either, but you know, everybody fell shot. So. When he tweeted this, they went cuckoo. They want him fired. And, you know, Shannon Sharp sitting up there, you know, getting ready to do his monologue. And, you know, I Shannon talks. So, you know, then him and Skip get into it. And he says, I hope Skip takes it down. And Skip's going, no, I'm not taking it down. And I don't blame Skip. I wouldn't take it down either. Y'all read it the way y'all wanted it to mean. That's not the way I meant it when I put it out there. And that's the problem with texting and tweeting and all the other stuff because sometimes the meaning is misunderstood because it's just words. There's no inflection in the voice. And if you don't know the person, you know, you, you just take it for what you read. But that is the way I read it as being sarcastic. Simple, right? I mean, fans were just going, uh, 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 <laughs> just going crazy. Here's another response: a platform as big as yours, and you choose to concern yourself with a game over someone's life. You're one of the worst out here. Shame on you. See what I'm saying? And it just took one person to, to, to mention that's how they felt about it, and it just blew up. But nobody considered what the real meaning was or how it was worded. Comprehension. That's the way I comprehended it, okay? Maybe I look at things a little bit different. Robert Griffin, y'all know him as RG3. Damar Hamlin's life is in the balance. Get your head out your A. I hope you they fire you, bro. For you to even think of the game is very sad. Isaiah Thomas, the basketball star. Now, after all that, Skip came back and he actually tweeted something else. He said, nothing is more important than the young man's health. This was the point of my last tweet. I'm sorry if that was misunderstood. But his health is all that matters. Again, everything is irrelevant. That's that word again. Pray for him and will continue to. But the damage was already done. Yeah, because, yeah, they had already crucified the man. He used that same word again, irrelevant. That meant nothing else was important besides that young man's life out there on on the thing. But once again, as he said, those that misunderstood or did not comprehend his meaning behind it just took and ran with it. Now, 
I said fear. I said being scared. Was that really the reason why they jumped on him like that? I think so. I really do. Because I, 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 for some reason we just we 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 messed up like that. We fear we jump to anything we can to 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 help calm us down. Or in this case, I and I think another instance was this being that it happened while the young man was laying on the ground. I think what happened was a lot of these individuals. Oh man, directed their 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 fear at Skip Bayless to keep from dealing with what's going on on their television. Now that's just my take on it. They redirected their feel their feelings from being scared to attack mode to the first available person. And I'm sure there's others out there like me that when they read this tweet, they say, what's wrong with it? What is wrong with it? He was being sarcastic. But fear makes you do some, some crazy things, man. Now, my favorite person, and this is where I know it, it just had gone off the rails. My favorite person, Candace Owens. Y'all know I have this love-hate relationship with Candace. I I really do. Because Candace Owens, you know, sometimes, sometimes Candace Owens, uh, uh, (laughs) she can say some things that that just are out there in left field somewhere. And sometimes she says things that makes a whole lot of sense. So I I try and give her, you know, the benefit of doubt and, and let her do, you know, her thing. But in this instance, Candace Owens was just, she crazy. Something wrong with the child on this one. She went ahead and tweeted, every athlete that got the COVID vaccine is at a heightened risk for a heart attack. Gutless and foolish not to admit that at this point. Now, see, and once again, jumping, just jumping, just jumping, just jumping. To conclusions. Because it was a heart attack. No, it was not a heart attack. Number one, so her information was wrong there. And no, every NFL player that got the vaccine did not is not at risk of having a heart attack no more than every uh, citizen that got the dang on shot. But that Unlike Skip's um, tweet of being misunderstood, that was just propaganda trying to start some some nonsense. That's all that was. That was trying to take advantage of a bad situation. That was. You see the the, the the different levels that people go through because they're scared, they're fearful, they've seen something they have no way of explaining. And everything is all over the place. But once again, while everybody's out here doing all that, the young man has woken up and said the first thing he asked was, who won the game? 
Imagine that. Imagine that. But anyway, I see my co-host has hit the door. So, woo-woo! I'm going to bring her in right now while I'm still talking about this because I know she has a lot more, you know, she has a lot more medical thing than my, my little eighth grade education educated self. So let me bring my co-host in, the one, the only, P. Ross. Hey! Hey! Finally made it in. Sorry for being late. Yeah. So. We. I see so. you're still talking about a Daymar Hamlin. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm still talking about it. You know, I, I, I just some I just can't let go like that. You know, I, I was I was saying how because of fear, the people have a hard time of of. of critically thinking about certain situations during that immediate time and they reach and they redirect their, their fear or beliefs to wherever they can and to make themselves feel better. You know, that that's, that's what I said. So what you, how you feel about it? Well, you know, I feel this, 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 after reading um, all the articles and I thank God the young man is awake and he's responding to, um, he's responding um, neurologically and everything, as they say. Um, that is just a blessing. Thank God that he is healing, and it looks like he's coming out of the woods. Not out of the woods yet, so we're still praying God continues to to heal him completely because I know that's a, a devastating thing for anyone or any family um, to go through, especially when you're doing what you love, you know. Um but the thing is regarding the 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 negative feedback on football and saying, Oh well, that's the problem with football, it's too violent, it's too this, it's too this. This had nothing to do with that. This was something that that was a spook thing that happened on the field, you know, um that you may never even see again that's being actually blown out of proportion by people who don't even know what they're talking about. They don't even know what they're talking about. And you so, are absolutely correct. You know, so they have no skin in the game, number one, and show a very lack of intelligence and a lack of concern for this young man and for his family is, is is the way I see it. You're just you're just trying to get in on your little fifteen minutes of fame to have something to say to get your face back out there because nobody has been paying you any attention in the past few months or the past year or whatever. So you figure now is your time to get your little ignorant comments out there that benefit nobody. You know, they don't benefit anybody, you know, uh, but you think that you can you can get back on your soapbox about the dangers of football again and and how much how much damage it causes to the human body. I'm quite sure that every parent, every child um, that wants to play football, not only that, any contact sport, not just football, but any contact sport, They've all they already know the risk. That's why they put in the training. That's why they put in the hours of conditioning their body so that they can be the best player 
um, that they can possibly be. Um, so the risk is the risk that come with bodily injuries or whatever um, is there in any sports, from gymnastics to to whatever, to to doggone just playing soccer, you know, so to even track. There are risks. There are injuries that are going to happen. Football or any other, football is not, um, hi, 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 what am I trying to say? Football is, is, is not It's any, not a non-contact sport. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's not a, 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 a any 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 greater risk than any other sport for for athletes being injured, whether it's in training or whether it's in an actual game or event. But I mean, what, honestly. But I'm sorry. Getting, but what keeps getting things blown out of proportion is we want to focus on the money that these players are making. That's that's the one thing. That's the one stigma that, that they have against it. And because most of them are young black players. They're young black players. And and, and that plays a big part in it. If anybody remember back in, I can't remember the year. I can't remember the year it was. But when the Bengals were playing in the 90s sometimes, when Tim Crumright got hit, and his leg just went like a rag dog on the field. We didn't, I mean, we didn't have this kind of backlash. And that was ugly. That was like something out of a horror movie. There were prayers that went up, concern for him and his family. And that's all that it, that it, that it, that it should have been. You know, it shouldn't have been, oh, well, we need to regulate uh, football is too violent. It's, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You, you know, you you mentioned in that, I remember um, Joe Theismann on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his mm-hmm. leg was broken like that, too, by Lawrence Taylor. You know, mm-hmm. as soon as Lawrence did it, he started calling for the people to come over because he already knew what happened. Um, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and you're right. That, that, well, let's stop. I mean, they already took the Pro Bowl. It's not tackle anymore. It's a flag football game. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> really, a flag football game. Well, you know, right. Really. Really. I think that's more dangerous than having them actually get out there and tackle each other. I mean, yeah. So, you know, I'm going to read something to you. I, I want to see how you feel about this statement. Okay? Okay. So, it is. No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game. But how? This late in in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. That's the statement. So what do you think is saying this statement is saying? They they want to cancel the rest of the, the season or just the rest of this team playing? No, just that game. Just that game. So they're not so they so they're not gonna replay it. Okay. All right. So once it happened, the coaches met on the sideline with the referees, and they were trying to decide whether they were going to, you know, wait a certain amount of time, then restart the game, or just postpone the game, period, for the night. 
All right, so they postponed the game. No, after that happened, the game stopped. They stopped right. the game. Right. They didn't. They didn't play anymore. Correct. I right. remember that. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know, and right now, you know, they're looking at different scenarios of how they can, um, you know, maybe play the game or maybe just go on without having to play that game. You know, they're still talking about that. But as far as the statement itself, what do you think that meant? The tweet. It was a tweet. Okay, say it again, because read, read it again. I was somewhere else, so I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, it says, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game. But how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. Now's the end of the tweet. So okay, so uh-huh. they're saying okay, this game could make or break somebody going to the playoffs or possibly going to the Super Bowl or whatever. Right, but it's a major. But that now by them postponing postponing it is suddenly irrelevant. Is that the gist of what that person was saying? You get some of it. Yeah. 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 You get some of it. You get some of it. No, I think, you know, as far as the game, yeah. But as far as that young man laying down on the field, all that seems so irrelevant right now. Yeah, that's what I mean. That all, yeah. all of that is irrelevant. Like, like, like I said, you know, human life is it, it, just, you know, it, it's, they forget the human, the human the human side of it, like, listen, people have have played so much Madden and so many video games, they forget that these are people in real life. And that real people suffer real injuries. They suffer real life-threatening emergencies. So it right. ain't like you just reboot your system and they're going to be back out there on the field. Y'all need to get your head. Get get your head out of PlayStation and realize that these are human <laughs> lives on the doggone ground. It's not the same. And furthermore, fans who are always in the, the armchair quarterbacks on your couch in the stands or whatever, you're what you're not out there on the field. You're not the coaches. You're not the players. You're not the team. You know those two teams that's competing against each other. They don't. Listen, the game can be rescheduled, um, and it can be replayed. The outcome, more than likely, is probably going to be the same. However, even if it even if it doesn't, even if it doesn't, you got what you paid for. Number one, you get what you paid for. So you wanted a game. You got these two teams. They're playing. They're replaying. Okay, so nothing is lost. You got you you got the game for the price of your ticket. However. That young man's life is on the line. That's something he can't get back. Now, yes, this is his chosen profession, but come on now. Wait, what, where is your concern for human life? As I said, these are not pawns. Wait, 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 wait a minute. You know, your last statement seemed kind of callous there. It really did. It's a so what? You you got what you paid for. You got what your ticket ticket paid for. You got a game. Yeah, man, I was dying in the game, though, but you got your game. 
and that is exactly what you're paying for. You are not, you don't own these people, okay? You are a fan. You, 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 you are a, a, a supporter of whatever perspective team that you are cheering for. You don't own the people. You own okay. the team paraphernalia on your back, on your head, or wherever, on your feet. You own that team paraphernalia that you purchased, just as you own that ticket price that you paid for to see a game. Just like you go and see a movie and you don't like the income, you ain't got a right to say, oh, well, that was a crappy movie, da 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 da, da. Okay. But there is nothing you can do to change the outcome of it, just like there is nothing you can do to change the outcome of that game. It's the same difference. Stop trying to act like these people owe you something. All they owe you is a game. But I don't think people, I don't think this is this Roman Coliseum where people go out there to watch people actually die. No. <laughs> I mean, but that's, yeah, but that statement you just said made it seem that's what you were saying. Like, no, hey, not, it's like the Coliseum. No, go that's ahead. not, that's. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm are going to get hurt. That comes okay. with the territory. Nobody right. should be there to see anybody get injured, hurt, banged up, or any of that. And when it happens, you have to take that in consideration that these are human beings. They're just not going to get up and uh, the game's going to go on as usual because you feel like um, um, you being slighted because the game got postponed. No. No. If, if you want that, you better go back to your PlayStation game where if, if, if a player gets knocked down, broke up, you can reboot and get them back on the field just like that, not with human life. You cannot do that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. All right. Now we have clarity. All right. We, we have the clarity now. I understand what you're saying. I do yeah. understand. <laughs> That's okay. what I'm saying. And especially when they, when, they, when, when they were saying that, you know, both both of the teams, the players were were in tears. Come on, right. and, and you mean the 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 fans were more concerned about the game going on than about the man being than a man being down on the field, a man being hurt on the field. Come on, uh, man. no, I don't think that was going on. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, it, 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 exactly. That, that's that, that's what I'm saying here. And you got all these illicit tweets about, you know, this, this just, 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 just foolishness. What a man laying in the hospital, his, you know, his family concerned about him, you know, and and just ignorant people rather than offering up prayers and support and all of this stuff. You you're talking about stuff that don't even matter. You're talking mm-hmm. about stuff that just don't even make no sense. Like I say, you're just trying to get your 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 ten or fifteen minutes uh, of fame, you know, mm. trying to put blame where really, who is no not really nobody is to blame. <laughs> nobody is to blame. Uh, it was a game. True. It, right. It happens. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't happen often, it, but it happens. No, but it happens. So what are you? <laughs> I, I, just, I don't I don't get the mentality or the reasoning of some people that it, it, it just seems as if they think that these athletes owe them something, and I don't understand that. Mm. 
I don't know. Well, we got somebody want to come in and join on the call, join in, in the conversation. So let me let them on in. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Yo, yeah, this is Nas, man. What's going on? Hey, nothing, man. What's up with you? Oh, not much, man. Salute to you and the young lady. Uh, Happy New Year and you. all that. Same to you. Say, <laughs> Same to you. Respectfully, respectfully. First thing I got to say, though, is, uh, yeah, the NFL owes me $300. Uh, <laughs> I had a fantasy team that needed certain things to happen during that game that did not happen, and uh-huh. my opponent was allowed to switch in players. I don't think that's fair. So the NFL owes me three hundred dollars. Now, second thing, okay. Second thing I want to say, and, and and just just being serious though, uh, just football as we know it, like dude, you gotta understand. By the time we get a little, uh, by the time we become elder statesmen. Football as we know it will not be around. It's going to be two-hand touch or flag football or some type of facsimile of that. Like, what we yeah. see as football where guys are bigger, stronger, faster every year, yeah, this, mm-hmm. this, this is not going to continue for the rest of our lives, man. It's, it's too dangerous. And we avoided the worst-case scenario so far because, of, of course, the last thing anybody wants to see is an a actual death on the field. But the scenario where some player gets his face mask caught in someone's hand and they go the other way while they're pulling, like Mm -hmm. that type of dramatic violence that at some point Mm -hmm. statistically is going to happen, it's going to cause a a, a huge outcry about the way football is. And they already have an issue now because some adults are just point blank saying, uh, yeah, we'll watch the games, but no, I'm not letting my son play anymore. Like they've made that choice. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, so this this is I don't know this is interesting because this is somewhere somewhere we've never been because right. they can't prioritize this game because they got the playoffs coming up next week and as you all know, TV matters. The contracts they have with television is the only thing they care about, and they ain't about to move the playoffs back another week to make Buffalo or or anybody happy. So right. it looks like they just go X this game off the schedule. And the other option they got is extending and giving another seed playoffs, which would yeah. wouldn't make sense. How are you gonna have more seeds on one side than the other? So. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I read that. I read that. And I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, like okay. how is that a fair championship? So uh, old Roger <laughs> finally got to earn his money this year. Uh, old Raggedy yep. Roger Goodell got to earn his money. Got to come up with something to make everybody happy. And right. they got to get ready for they, you know, they they premiere event, which is the playoffs. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got you uh, got sponsorships uh, and everything. Yeah. And right. the goal, it said for um by twenty twenty seven was for the NFL to generate uh twenty five billion in annual revenue. So I'm sure they'll get there, squeezing it out yeah. little by little. Cause look. They're doing YouTube t- uh, TV next year for the tickets, so they're already right. coming up with different, you know, different uh, areas to kind of st- get the games. You got the Thursday night games with Amazon, so these are players that didn't exist before who they're getting checks from. So, right, right. That, right. the momentum is rolling. It's just once again we got to remember as Americans we get kind of big headed about stuff. Yeah, what we and saw think- at the World Cup, the Super Bowl is like a tenth of that. Like the World Cup is a global soccer is a global game. Football right. is just us, right? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much <laughs> on on this level, anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I said at the beginning of the show, I think it received more 
uh, of notoriety because it happened on national television, you know, yeah. a national audience, not just Prime the people in the stands. Right. Right. If this, if this is Sunday at 1 o'clock and it's mm-hmm. in between the other games, you don't notice it as much. When it's a primetime game, though, and everybody's yeah. watching, everybody's yeah. like, what the Right. Know that, that could even happen. And, and shout out to the brother. I hope he retires and, and takes the contributions that people that have come from all over the country, the people that were worried about him. I hope he retires and walks away from that game with his money and maybe comes back and coaches or something. But I hope mm-hmm. he'll be back out there. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. He woke up and the first thing he wanted to know was who won the game. <laughs> so, you, you, you know, as, you know, as athletes, that's, that's our mentality. It really right. is. You know, yep. when 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 can I get back on the field? How long is it going to take me to heal? And if you feel just a tad bit better, oh, you're trying to suit up. Because I know I've done it plenty of times, you know, because that's just the mentality you have, you know. And I but, think the, the normal Joe had, had, doesn't don't understand that either. You know, I wouldn't go back out there. Well, you're not a part of that brotherhood or that, you know, of competitors like that. You know, it's, it's just something. Brainwash. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're brainwashed from the time you play JFL, man. Like you're taught, right. like, like everybody's replaceable. And in this game, matter of fact, the reason he was on the field is because the safety who was their normal starter had gotten hurt earlier in the season. Right. And this kid right. took over and has been playing Michael pretty Hyde. well. Yep. Y- yep. Yep. Right. So because yeah, of that, he was on the field. That's, so that's he knows. Oh, that's what I was going to say, though, Eric. Isn't but isn't that the culture of the game? Isn't that what 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 they tell them? Like you know, now I said you know you bring uh, you know he said being brainwashed, but you're being programmed. That's what these players have been programmed since, like you said, probably from Pee Wee League all the way up. You know, I wasn't that, no you know, different for basketball. You got to push through the pain. You know, they yeah. got all these and all these, you know, uh, medical treatments that numb the pain, but you tearing up your joints. You tearing up your, you know, you, 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 tear, you, you tearing up yourself on the inside just because now they got all these technology and, 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 and medical things that, that alleviate the pain that you don't feel it until you're much older, right. you know. And just in, in order to keep you on the court or to keep you on, whereas yep. if you remember back in the day, you know, in, in, in the 60s, 70s and all of that, once your legs went, you was out, you was done. That was it. You know, it, 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 it wasn't no injections and all of this stuff to, to alleviate the pain and make you not feel it. No, once it went, hey, you out, that's it. it, it but it, now. But, but Miss Lady, that gets into when they retire and the people who are addicted to some of that pain medication because they needed it to be out there on the field mm-hmm. and right. uh, healthcare care relapses, and now you can't afford it, but you still right. have that addiction. And mm-hmm. they, uh, even though stealing Brett Favre was addicted to uh, painkillers for a while. You remember him before he was oh, famous yeah. for stealing? Yeah. He was famous for, you know, painkiller uh, addiction. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that happens. And, and, and back to Mr. Talk's point, and I'm going to get out y'all way. Uh, when I was playing basketball, when I was in school, and I hurt my ankle pretty bad, man, I, I did whatever I could to get back out there because I knew mm-hmm. that freshman that was behind me was coming from my starting spot. Like, that's right. the way that mentality is. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't think twice about it. Yeah, I'm playing. That is mm-hmm. it. <laughs> but, isn't, but, isn't, but isn't that something that, that, that we accept as being athletes? 
Don't we accept yeah. that thought process? Yeah. Okay, I know you I don't. hurt, but you oh do. well. You know, you do. if I you can, do. you know, you I'll deal with it later. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that, that mentality, that go hard or go home mentality. That's exactly what it is. And you wouldn't make it to the king of the hill, so-called top of the mountain or whatever sport we're talking about, without that mentality. Like you, that, that is make it. You wouldn't that make is, it all the way to the NFL without that. That is true. That is true. That is true. That is definitely true. There's a lot of guys out there who can play running back. To make it to that <laughs> level, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, that's man, a whole let me get out of our way. Right. <laughs> let me get out of our way, man. Y'all hold it down as usual. It's good listening to y'all. And tell Roger to send me my $300. Y'all be good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, man! See, that's what I'm talking about right there. But well, you know, great points made right there. But yeah, so, you know, as I was saying before, though, yeah, it's just it's sad that people jump to the, those conclusions. And that that quote, I, that tweet I read to you, P, that was um, mm-hmm. they said that guy was being insensitive, and they jumped all over him, wanting him fired and everything else. And as I was saying during the, the beginning of the show, when I read it, first thing I thought was sarcasm. Okay, he's being sarcastic about the game. You know, this important game, how can this happen? But right now, all of that is irrelevant, irrelevant considering what's going on here right now. You know, but everybody right. else said, well, you just being insensitive. How can you think of a game before? And then I'm like, see, that's fear right there. You know, cause the people to not comprehend, critically think, and just jump to the first thing that comes to their little feeble mind. Because we, mm-hmm. once again, we've been conditioned to think of the worst instead of, you know, really sitting down and looking at it. And I tell you all the time, mm-hmm. when, when we get ready to do stories, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to wait a couple of days or maybe a week and see what else come out before I say anything. You'll be like, exactly. yeah, okay. You know, and that's what I do because you can't just go with the first initial thing. Like everybody said, he had a heart attack. He had a heart attack. Well, he didn't have a heart attack, you know, and still people are calling it a heart attack, but it wasn't a heart attack. It wasn't. Well, they're still saying it was a cardiac arrest. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, dang it, corona comatosis something. And basically that means, Yeah. yeah. Now, dang it, I have to look it up here real quick. But yeah. No, I read, I read that word. Yeah. Yeah. But it but it's not it's really not the same as a heart attack. It's the heart stopping, yes. But it, it's yes. a totally different thing. Yes. You it, know. it explains it as something between the blow and, and in between your heart beating and then he got hit in between a heartbeat that stopped his heart. Yeah, and it had and it just had to happen at the perfect time, and it, in this yeah, case, it just happened time. to happen yeah. at the perfect time and the perfect angle. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now because I know I had it on here somewhere. Yeah, yeah, here I it is. I had that earlier today. Yeah, so you know, cardiac arrest, heart attack. Yeah, no. Okay. No, we ain't Bernard is something. Huh? It was called. Well, you know, you have to open all these apps to get to the story because they always, know. yeah. You know, they, they give you the headlines, then halfway down, they be like, open up this app. Da, 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 da. Yeah, here it is right here. Okay. 
Uh, What is called comatio cortis, C-O-M-M-O-T-I-O-C-O-R-D-I-S, okay? And that's where blow to the chest at a precise moment in the electrical cycle stops the heart. Yeah. Yes. That that's what happened. Yeah. And in order to get the heart started back, you got to hit him with um, you know, that ventricular fibrillation. Right. Right. And it is not associated with any pre existing heart disease or COVID, as them knuckleheads out there been yelling and screaming about. Okay? Yeah. So now you know what it is. You know? <sighs> but that's that's what people want to talk about. Anyway, so, yeah, I, I had to get that off my chest. I, I really did because that was really bothering me, the way these people have been acting with this thing. And I'm like, man, come on, y'all. Let's, let's be real. Take time to think. Don't just jump to conclusions. All right? Now, if you're going to get out there and help, yeah, jump in action. Help. But if you're in the background looking around, don't don't speculate and, and, and spread false information like that. We got enough of that going around as it is. Good Lord. We really, really, really do. But anyway, any more you want to add on that before I let you bring your story? No, I'm, I'm, that's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. All right. So tell me what you what you got on, on what you got for me. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> did I see you? Well, did I? I don't think I did. You don't what think you did? Oh yeah, man, I really? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't send you anything. Oh man, we gonna we gonna have to short your check this week then. Come on now. <laughs> As if I get a check, it can't zero can't be shorter than zero. Nah. Let's just be real. Hey, the okay. government, look, look, the government, the government do it, I can do it, dang it. <laughs> Let's, okay, uh, go ahead. You know. I, I'll let you go on and talk about them people down in California that's selling that land back. Okay, yeah. So, this, this uh, what what was the name of that? Uh, uh, Bruce's oh, Beach. Bruce's Beach. Yes, Bruce's Beach. So, and we was we we was talking about this um earlier um last night i think we was we was talking it, about it so apparently these people they won this property um um they won this property back from the state and then um they decided 7 months later i think it said 7 months later um they're selling it back to L.A. County, $20 million. Now, you had asked me, you said, (laughs) why would you fight so long to get something back only to sell it again if you want to generate um, generational wealth? That was my question. Yep, and the thing that I said to you was because, you know, um, the property right now, they're talking about, getting $431,000 a year from the from the state for them to lease the property, to keep the lifeguards there and everything that they're doing. Whereas, you know, 
um, that's only a, a little bit over four million, probably a little bit over four million, five million dollars, you know, over that same period of time. But however, if they get twenty million for it, sell it back to them for twenty million right now, they get twenty million for it. They can take that money and invest in it the way that they need to, and have more of an impact with creating generational wealth than just the $431,000. People do it all the time. They do it all the time. You get a property, you, um, you, 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 you renovate it, and then you sell it for hundreds of times more than, than what you got it for. So this was their property. Yeah, and it's a historic, you know, some people say, oh, well, it's a historical landmark and they should have kept it. But for what? You know, it's still going to be the history of that place is still going to be there. But however, they can move on and create wealth for the generations coming behind them with the $20 million that they're going to get from Ellen County. You know, I, I, I understand I understand what you're saying. I, I do. I do. And it was 413000 But my thought process was I think the land is more profitable, would be more profitable than just taking that money. And I'm just thinking – at the investments and things that can be made on that land, especially since it's beach property, um, you know, down the line, create create uh, uh, generation wealth that way by by you know allowing the city to lease it from them, or if they want to build something on it, yeah, but you're gonna have to pay us for it, you know, and that angle right there, because I'm thinking, okay, so twenty million dollars. Depending on how many people is involved in this family, you split that up, and then you give each their little lump sum. Then what? Then what? Are are they going to go? Are they but, are they going to do the, the natural way and and, and be blinging out and, and or are some of them going go and invest and make good things with the money to have you know generational wealth? So I, I think by keeping the land itself, it, it, it's a better a residual income type of thing than just taking that big old lump sum. That, I mean, that's my opinion, and I may be wrong, but that, that's the way I, I look at it. Mm-hmm. But in the article, you know, they said if if they had um, had the land, they wouldn't have been denied the land because, remember, the, the state took it over because they said it was condemned. The the original owners, the the original Bruce owners um, bought it in 1912 for, you know, $1,225. Then they added more land to it and made a, a, a beach resort that catered to um, African Americans because, you know, during that time there was segregation. So this was a place where African American families could come and um, and celebrate, congregate, you know, um, it had a dance hall, beach house, cafe, and they could come there. However, um, because of vandalisms and attacks, you know, uh, by the KKK, it eventually uh, was shut down. And then in 24, the property was seized by eminent domain. Right. On the 
sense of, of building a um, city park, which um, that never happened. Um, so the people around it, you know, because of eminent domain, eventually lost their land about it. So there's around it. So they're saying that had it remained in their possession with everything that was going on, yeah, what you're talking about, yeah, they would have already been millionaires and had the generational the generational wealth from then. But because that were in, was interrupted, taking the twenty million now and invested gives them a chance to make up for all those years rather than just taking a $413,000 each year. Um, because if, if, if it's just, um, if it's just going to be what it is now, then yeah, no, they're, they're, they're accepting a loss, but by them taking the money now they're they're millionaires already. And that makes up for the time for all the years that they did not have the property. So it's going to it's going to call call help them to find it say it actually says it, it is finally rebuilding the generational wealth they were denied for nearly a, a century. So now they can take this money, invest it in what they want to invest in. And I understand what you're saying, you know, they get the money and then the family members do this, the family members do that. That's a possibility as well, but if, if like it says here, that they take the money and invest it in other avenues that's going to um, provide a residual income, then they have a jump start, you know. Um, um, okay. Then they have a jump start on on uh, with more than just the $413,000 uh, $413, that they were going to get paid. From the from the state, and oh. which is okay. which is the outlook for now. Okay, but you know, right. but you know, right. I mean, I, I see your point. I, I do, and it makes sense. Yes. It does make sense. I just, I don't know. My brain is just stuck on the other one. But we got Shabaka want to come in and um, have a little say so on this as well. So let me bring him in. Here real quick. Okay. Uh, Shabaka, so, welcome to the show, my brother. What's going on? A happy New Year. Oh, yes, sir. And the same to you there, Mr. Talk. And thank you so very, very much for allowing me to be on your podcast. Okay, on my podcast, man, we are definitely on that Manhattan Beach situation. Actually, the state of California, man, needs to have their draw suit off for allowing it to happen. It's because of what nothing but discrimination and bigotry. It's because you've got parts of California, man, that are more prejudiced down there than where you're at. Okay, and I believe you're in Texas. Okay, yeah. then also, too, what they need to do as well is put the punitive amount of money on it, okay? They should not sell that land. Do not sell it back to Los Angeles County. Los Angeles County, you know, they have issues with their management or mismanagement of the county itself. Los Angeles County incarcerates a lot of our people in its jail. It's because here in California is that uh, we only make up less than uh, 21% of the population, but we're making up more than 39% of the inmate population. So they need to keep that land. The state of California needs to compensate them again for it on the punitive side because the land was taken wrongfully from them in the first place. And then keep in mind is that Manhattan Beach is one of the most prime beaches in Southern California, like Laguna Beach, like Redondo Beach. You see what I mean? You know, when you get south of Long Beach right there and going towards down San Diego.
go towards uh, Camp Pendleton and the Navy base, what have you. The beaches get more and more posh. So it's in a posh area. I've traveled through Manhattan Beach, man. I did a live feed from there, I believe, toward the uh, tail end of the summer. But you can go to the like page of Shabaka's Black Experience Enhanced uh, on it because it is posted up there. It's lily white. You know what I mean? Uh, the police are racist out there like Redondo Beach. You know, actually, you know, all of California, as a matter of fact, and what have you. But they need to hold on to that land lease that land, and then, like, when those big uh, movie companies want to come out there and film, then, like, when you get these big-time bigwigs that want to come out there to travel to Southern California, put the screws to them, get in their pocket, you know what I'm saying, knock them upside the head financially, do it with a vengeance, and the reason being is because all this passiveness that we as the people show, okay, commercially, economically, educationally, that's to our detriment, and I'm just saying that as one black man to another. Also, too, Mr. Talk, I want to uh, say this here. Uh, I'm not going to say the name of this other podcast, okay, because I do appreciate you allowing me to say the name of mine, but I came across your boy, Pianchi, okay, and I made a public apology to that coon man on your uh, uh, on your podcast. You acknowledge it. I tried to uh, apologize to Pianchi on another podcast that I'm not going to mentioned, but he was there with his good old boys, his slave masters and all that, and he says, well, God forgives, I don't, and I says, okay, great, I can understand that, so the best thing for me to do is not to, you know, uh, interact with him, so, you know, I just wanted to get that out there, Mr. Talk, and then also, too, we must emphasize Building with our black dollars, you know, we got to emphasize, man, of pooling our resources. You see what I mean? And we definitely got to emphasize homeschooling our children uh, is because in these public indoctrination centers, man, all the way from Philadelphia to Los Angeles, from Oakland, California, to New York City, down there to Atlanta, Georgia, to Phoenix, Arizona, and then, of course, where you at, Houston and Dallas and what have you, they make it a point to suppress our true knowledge of ourselves, okay? Now, I've seen some poor uh, minded Negro come up over the net and he did his family tree, you know, which is great, beautiful. And he said he had traced the last members of his family being slaves up there in the 1790s up there in uh, New Jersey or some of the New England states. And so he's trying to pull away from, you know, the brutalization, the horrors, the degradation, you know, of the concept of slavery. And then also, too, these, uh, excuse the expression, ass-scratching, Negro politicians, okay, the garbage that what you see is going on in the U.S. Congress right now. They're trying to make uh, Hakeem Jeffries, I believe, the uh, Speaker of the House. And for what? My point is, what are you black politicians doing for us on a nationwide basis, educationally, commercially, financially, and uh, politically? It's because, keep in mind, I voted in every election from the time I was 18 until I was 40. But the hypocrisy, man, just just got to me uh, too much. So is there something wrong with me, Mr. Talk? Come on, talk to me, Mr. Talk. Okay. Uh, no, there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> because as far as because as, as far as as far as the, the Manhattan Beach thing, I'm with you. That's that that was my train of thought as well. Hey, yes, keep sir. it in and make some money off of it. But uh, yes, sir. Hey, you know. But then again, I say, well, we don't know what the property tax is there and, you know, so forth and so on. So maybe they oh, just I can't afford it. You, 
Oh, okay. Yes, sir. I could tell you, Mr. Talk, okay, because what it is with property taxes in the late 1970s, they had a measure on the ballot that was approved uh, called Proposition 13. And what it is 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 that the tax, if I got it correct, you might want to pull it up because I'm going from memory and as many, many moons ago, is that the property tax wasn't supposed to be no more anywhere from uh, 3 to 5% of the assessed value. Okay. Okay, okay. And, and, and and so therefore with the property tax in California under Proposition 13 that they had off in the late 70s, it was a dude by the name of Howard Jarvis uh, and Paul Gann who sponsored the measure. Okay, you could pull it up. But it was supposed to knock down the property tax in California, in fact, you know, which it did. You see, it's because that's another trick of how they try to get our land out of us. Then when you go through Los Angeles over there in the West Adams District, okay, oh, I remember in the 1970s, a lot of those homes, you know, were dilapidated, but it was built up real posh like in the 1920s and 30s. And then over the years, you know, it had uh, depreciated, went down. So then what happened is, you know, the black folks that worked, that paid the mortgage off of it, man, acquiring that land off in the 40s and the 50s and the early 60s. Well, mom and daddy is gone now, so they left it to the kids. And then the kids is uh, giving it up for peanuts, just like what you're seeing here in Manhattan Beach. Now, I went through that area recently, man, within the last year it's a gated community, and you got the Koreans going in there re-innovating uh, that property, upgrading that property, saving it for ourselves. And then the majority of our people contributing a, a lot more to the homeless situation in the city of Los Angeles. And Karen Bass had declared, who's uh, became the new mayor of L.A., by the way, had declared a state of emergency in the city of Los Angeles due to the concept of homelessness. Okay, great, beautiful. Uh, let's see where it goes. But I'm of the opinion, repeat, I'm of the opinion is that what it is is it's a precursor to rounding up the homeless in Los Angeles, and the majority of them are black men, shipping them out there to the deserts of Southern California, okay, like in Riverside County or San Bernardino County, putting them in an encampment right there, man, and turning off the water in about mm, the next three or four months, which would be summer. So that oh, is just my opinion, and I'm hoping I'm wrong. Yeah, brother, I'm hoping you're wrong, too. Oh, my goodness. I done spent some time yeah. out there in that California desert. That ain't no fun. Wet water. Yes, sir. It ain't. Don't about turning yes, off sir. the water. <laughs> exactly. No. You see? Uh-uh. Yes, Can't sir. Do it. Can't do it. But yes, yeah. Sir. And, and now, as far as Pianchi, hey, Pianchi is Pianchi. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Say. He is what it is. You know, yeah, but, and, but uh, however... If he shows up, I won't disrespect him. I won't even acknowledge him, but he can say anything about me that he wants because I know what he's talking about. Me is a bunch of crap, man, and uh, and it's just hatred, man. It's just, you know, the slave-minded mentality of the Negro who is more in love with a slave master than his own people. Oof. I mean, the X-Man taught you that. <laughs> okay. Dr. All King right. mentioned that. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on here real quick. We, we ain't going to get yes, stuck sir. on that one right there. Um, and it's something that was similar to what we were just talking about. P, your governor, Ron DeSantis, he has mandated all state university systems report funds spent on CRT and DEI. Now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that, that's crazy. 
He yeah. wants to know where. He wants to know where every piece where, of the money where is gone. Where the money is being spent and who's what are they teaching and all of that. However, um, it was already noted that um, he couldn't do that. He can ask for the information, but the thing is, as one of the professors says, okay, yeah, we got the memo and we know that all this stuff is due by next Friday. However, uh, it's not clear on exactly what he wants. It's too generalized. So they stuck on they stuck on what it is that they need even need to try to submit. So you know. You know, and, and I'm just, uh, it, it, it just flabbergasted me. Oh, that's one of my mama words right there. It just flabbergasted me <laughs> how they are fighting so hard against, you know, CRT. You know, but yet they're still oh, yes, there to tell you, you know, oh, we, we, wanted, we wanted you to know everything. But, yeah, no, you don't want to know that much of everything because you're fighting against something that's going to help the truth come out. You know, and, and it's yes, the lies that have been told over the years. You know about what really went on in this country and who helped really built this country, but they are fighting tooth and nail, tooth and nail against it. You know, but mm-hmm. people keep electing these folks; they keep electing them. You know, and well, I, if I, I must say, that's crazy. Go ahead, Shabaka. Yes, sir. If I must say, uh, Mister Talk, there's an old saying where I grew up at, right? which is never apologize for how you honestly feel is because I much rather that an individual come up there and tell me that he despises me, hate my guts. You know what I'm saying? He's out to do me in as opposed to smiling in my face, trying to stab me in my back. You see, and they've been doing that there with us to a great deal. And then another guy I'm going to crumb bomb on. I already crumb bombed on him on my show, the black face of white supremacy, a dude by the name of Larry Elders, who's an attorney out of Los Angeles, who claims he's from South Central L.A. No, he's not. He's from Southwest Los Angeles. And Uh I'm not promoting his book. And this fool says the 10 things you can't say in America. So, Mr. Elder, I invited you on my show. I will be reading your book uh, because, you know, the nonsense that you spew is crazy. Is because he's going to sit up there and state, Mr. Talk, is that the slave owners should be compensated reparations for the slaves that they lost, you know, when the uh, Emancipation Proclamation was signed. And he's against reparations here in California for those who are descendants of slavery. And if yeah. that's not a brain-dead house Negro, man, I don't know what it is. But that's just my opinion, Mr. Tall. <laughs> Go ahead, P. I heard you say something. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I read that. I read that, too, uh, 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 what Shabaka talking about. I was like, okay, something is, is deeply wrong with him because you got 400, 500 years of free labor. What the hell are we going to compensate them for? What did you lose? People are not property. What the, exactly? You know, and then, and furthermore, the fact that after after the people were so called free, those people were tricked. Some of them were tricked into staying in and working on what's called sharecropping for pennies right. a day. Right. And they never owned the land. They never. They did. It, we got people right now in Georgia, right now, still living on Sheriff Parker's land. They still live there. They don't own it, but they still live there. 
because they got a house or they got a trailer or whatever, and they don't have to pay anything, but they still live there. And 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 it's like okay, after all these all these all these generations of people, how are you? Why are you still there? How is it? How how is that benefiting you? Why? What 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 possible mentality can can cause you to say, okay, this is the best that I can do? I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't I don't understand. I don't I don't understand. You still living on the plantation in in twenty first century. Yes, ma'am. Well, see, yes, ma'am. That, well, see, you know what though? That guy he really don't know what he's talking about. Cause I know, I know, I read somewhere where some slave owners actually did get compensated once their slaves left. Cause I know I'm reading mm-hmm. here district District of Columbia, and their owners got up three hundred dollars right. for each free person. So I don't right. know where he's he's getting his info from, but uh, yeah, he he's all on the wrong side of the aisle on that one. You know, yeah. but that, that's, yes, sir. you know, but the, once again, that's something else that could be taught. That should be taught during CRT that they're not going to they're not going to mention that because that once again that goes against the narrative that they've taught for so many years. Right. So so many right. years. Right. But see, you know, you see. With, with, with the Santas, it's just not it's just not critical race. It's diversity. It's anything, anything to do with um, any ethnicity other than what's okay. If you read into you know, um, another point that they brought out, you know, with, with the don't say, don't say gay thing. You know, everybody up and on about that, but you know, um, 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 the the so-called stay woke clause that's in there, you know, mouth clothes on that. How is that even possible? See, y'all, y'all got your priorities mixed up. You know, it just, it just exhibits the true moral decline of uh, of these uni- so-called United States. Yeah, exactly. You know, kind of makes yeah. you think of "Make America Great Again" slogan, don't it? <laughs> oh yes, sir. The one thing that it does. I don't. I don't know how is you know, and I and I said this before when um you know when when um we we talked about MAGA. You know, you know, the question when when was it ever, who 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 was it great for? And when was it ever right. great? You know, it, it, that's the that's the question that needs to be asked. Who who are you talking who was it great for? And when was it ever great? And when was it no. truly ever great for every person that's called in an, an, an American? I don't ever remember it being so called great for everybody. For a certain <laughs> class of people, yeah, it's always been great. But for right. the, the greater amount of people, no. For the greater population, uh, no. No, it hasn't mm-hmm. been great. It's been a struggle, and it remains a struggle. Oh, yes, ma'am. And this is why, you know, we must emphasize on doing for self. You see what I mean? As, uh, which, uh, which is one of the uh, items and uh, on my podcast is doing for self. That's one of the tenets of it. You see what I'm saying? Because let's be real, integration didn't work. It failed us. Even Dr. King told you that before he got killed. Yeah, he did. See, and nobody don't want to admit that he said that. You know, nobody wants to admit that he that he that he said that he said that was the worst thing that could have happened to the black to the black American. Yep. Oh he said yes, he ma'am. Under, he, he underestimated the damage it yep. would do. Oh That's yes, what he sir. Said. The yes, sir. Yes, do. sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And this is why it's up to us, you know, to build up our own infrastructures. And like I said, you know, guys like Elder or Han, or Han Coon or Hershey Bar down there in Texas, man, these clowns got to go, man. And what I mean, got to go, we got to turn our back on them on a collective basis. Seriously. Seriously. And do for self. It's because when I look at Asians out here on the West, man, the first thing they do, man, is that they coalesce amongst themselves. They accumulate yeah. their power. They do for themselves. That's they have true. generational wealth. And then to prove that point even further, when you go to places like Arcadia, Monterey Park, California, you know what I'm saying? They so cold, man, they got their stuff up in their own language of their businesses. Now, what does that mm. tell you? Exactly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Koreatown in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are so, facts. You know, yes, sir. And somebody's lying to us, man. You got these sell-out coons, you know, like Hershey Bar and Elders and what have you, man. Those are the ones who are the biggest detriment to us because business is business, you know. And then sad note, and I'm sure you came across this here, uh, Mr. Talk, the Democratic Republic of Congo, of, of Congo, I'm sorry, of the Congo, my, my apologies, they signed over all their cobalt drugs reserves to the United States. Now, how smart is that? Hmm. Hmm. Once again, once again. <laughs> Boy, I tell you. Hey, man. Hey, 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 bro, bro, bro. Every time I go down there to Frisco Bay, man, and I look at those cargo container ships coming in, heading straight to the Port of Oakland, man, you know what I'm saying? Where they're coming from, China. So they get the raw material, you know, out of Africa with these PS leases or game they run on to seize it. (laughs) Then you got these these neocolonialists that go through that garbage and thinking it's progress. That's not progress, sir. Not progress. That is not progress. That's countermanding progress. They still making those those government leaders promises that they know they're not gonna keep. When are they gonna learn that? Hey, you dealing with liars. You are dealing. Oh with yes, false. ma'am. Nothing has and nothing has changed. It's not. It's not yes, changed ma'am. in all these centuries, and it's not going to change now. Exactly. You see, so it's kind of like the Chinese is picking up where the Belgians left off at, where the French right. left off at. Yeah, exactly. It's you see what I'm saying? Then it's politics mm-hmm. as usual. <laughs> and then look at the statement that uh, Jean-René Chirac made, the former president of France. Um, I'm paraphrasing him, man. I'm not quoting him because I did write down a quote I don't have in front of me. But basically he was saying is is that uh, we bled Africa as much as we could for centuries, okay? Then we took over the educational system of, of the Africans so that they would not have any type of animosity toward us. And that's our our, uh, fortune right there. So the chain is no longer on our bodies. The chain is on the brain. Like Uh Carter G. said, man, almost 100 years ago, the miseducation of the Negro. Yeah. And, then, yeah, and then when you get ass scratches and yasa bosses like Elder or Pianchi and, and what have you, you know, you try to talk to them, you try to reason with them, but through their cognitive dissonance, okay, they will hold on this all-inclusive illusion policy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's see. We got 10 minutes left before we get up out of here. And, man, I hate being this so early. But, uh, yeah, we're going to keep it short today. Uh, first show back. So um, we're going to let y'all get your last words in, as always. Um, so go ahead, Shabaka. You have the floor. 
Thank you, sir. Okay, what we need to do, Mr. Talk, is that we need to do for ourselves. We need to say later for these other groups who capitalize off of civil rights at our expense. We also got to reach out to our youth and get our youth young to get them out of these miseducational indoctrination centers commonly referred to as the public schools. I don't care if it's New York. I don't care if it's Los Angeles. I don't care if it's Dallas. I don't care if it's New Orleans or Atlanta, but we've got to take control of the curriculum of what we're teaching our young people, man, because look at this madness, man. You know, that's why I always say uh, F Hollywood. You see what I'm saying? Because they perpetuate this stuff. Here Lil Wayne gets $100 million, man, from Universal Music Group, signing over all his paperwork. You see what I'm saying? And, of course, they're going to get paid off of it each time, you know, because they're giving right. them crumbs compared to what they're making, you see. And then that's the only way right. you can become movers and shakers. You see what I'm saying? Seriously. Right, right. Seriously. I agree with that. <laughs> yes, sir. That's my that's my final comment. All right. Thank you, Shabaka, as always. Very knowledgeable. Love it, man. Love it. Yes, sir. And uh Yes, sir. Yeah. And we we'll see you next week, hopefully. Oh yes, sir, you will. I'll try to chime in when I can and also too, Mr. Talk. You know, you always welcome to come on Shabaka's Black Experience Enhanced. You know, generally we come on every Tuesdays, six PM in the Pacific, seven PM Mountain Time, eight PM Central Time, and nine PM uh Eastern Time. And you're more than welcome to come on there and join us, Mr. Talk. All right, thank you, sir, and I'll try and make it. I really will. Yes, sir. All right, thank you once again. All right. Thank you, Uh, sir. You're welcome. All right, P. Come on, give me some last words. I know you got some good stuff today. I really don't. <laughs> Boy, really that's another dollar off your check. Yeah, yeah, like I made the first one in the first place. You know, we don't have to talk about this payless, payless uh, uh, contract you got me on. But anyway, and looking at just, you know, my thing is, you know, uh, the the humanity of, of 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 mankind. It's just so easy to to disregard um, human life. Like you know, we was we was talking about um, uh, uh, Damar Hamlin, and and then we went um, to the Bruces, and and then Shabaka came in, and we were we were talking about the Santas and and all of these things. It just seems as if that the people of color. You know, their history, their life, their very being in this country is always controversial. It's always a conflict, you know, for people of color just to exist and live their own truth. Everybody want to dictate um, how we should see ourselves, how we should act. You know, they want us to assimilate in, in into into the way that they see us and how we talk, how we act, how we wear our hair, how we what clothes we wear, you know, while simply demeaning our natural ethnicity, you know. Um, there have been some strides, you know, with natural hair coming back and 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 all of that, but but even in that, we we saw the repercussions against that with with um, teachers and coaches and principals cutting our children's hair. You know, um, just because just in order for them to play a sport, you know, or to participate in the sport or whatever, you know, just having no respect for who we are. And like Shabaka said, we got we got we got to draw the line somewhere. We got we got to take back our value. We got to take back our self worth. We got to take back our identity from them trying to whitewash everything because we are who we are. 
And we should never be ashamed of who we are and stop allowing society and all these different institutions, governments, and everything else to take away our God-given right to be who we were created to be. You know, what makes you think that your ethnicity is any more valuable to the creator, to God, than ours is, if we were all made in his image? What makes you think that you have such a superiority that you get to dictate how somebody else should live, what their history should be, or how they should educate their children on their past, on the true story, not your story, but on the true story, and not be ashamed. Just because y'all are ashamed of the atrocities that y'all committed and still commit all over the world. It hasn't stopped. Everybody knows, as they say, this land was stolen from the Native Americans that were here, that that Africans were stolen from their from their native countries and brought here and all throughout the Caribbean and, and, and other places as slaves. And now you want to whitewash that and say that it never happened? While at the same time, if you say anything, anything against the Holocaust or anything negative against someone of Jewish descent, you 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 publicly demonize and and being told, oh, you got to apologize for what? Make what makes their ethnicity so much more important than the African American or the African or people of color ethnicity. Something is very wrong here with the ideology and the cognitive thinking of these people. It just doesn't make any sense at all. You got to do better. You got to do better. 21st century, and instead of things getting better, things are declining. And if it keeps on this downward spiral, hey, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to be here when the bomb drops because it, it, it's definitely, it's definitely not going to be a good thing. Now, you better watch. Like the Bible says, you better watch and pray. Take note. Don't just sit idly by and let these things occur. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Once again, some more deep, deep, deep stuff. All right. Y'all making mine seem just small. <laughs> but thank you, P, as always. Yeah, okay. I'm, I, I'll put the $2 back in your check. Okay, you earned them, you earned them with, your, with your statement. Oh, please. All right. Oh, <laughs> 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 All righty. Thank you. All right, y'all. Uh, before we get out of here, here's my last words. I told y'all at the beginning of the show I have uh, I think this, the message that was missed from this young man past, um, falling out on the field the other day, having um cardiac arrest on the field the other day as i said before everybody got up in arms the football is too too rough and so forth and some people say covid19 and blah 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 and everybody jumped to every 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 situation but the message that was missed here and there's no other way to say it besides life is just too short it, it just showed you how short life is how fragile we are. That's what it showed. That was the lesson. 
But everybody overlooked that part of it. But in all in all, that was his message. Life is fragile. We're fragile. And you have to celebrate every day you can. You know, glad the young man is doing better. But, you know, we got to quit jumping into conclusions and, you know, trying to attribute everything to it. And we missed the bigger picture trying to uh, uh, create controversy for our 15 minutes of fame. The biggest lesson there was life is too short. We're all fragile. We never know when it's time. All right? So that's my last words right there. Take it for what it's worth. All right, just remember, we'll be back next Thursday at 3 o'clock Central Time. My bad. <laughs> 4 o'clock Eastern. Uh, just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with the open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself because you laugh at yourself. Everything else is just gravy. Um, I want to thank Shabaka. Um, Sarge, I see you in the chat room. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, of course, my co-host. You know, Kyle, who called in earlier, hey, thank y'all for hanging out with me today. It was fun, and uh, we see you next week. Take you out of here with some mortal man. I'll see y'all next week, man. Have a good week. We out of here. Hey, I lost my granny January the 20th, 2007, you know what I mean? So, on top of that, I've been losing a lot of homeboys, and I got other people who lose homeboys, you know what I'm saying? It's what it said, Lord. I take a blunt to the head just to relieve my stress. Right before I pray to you and thank you for being blessed. But at the same time, I'm focused on having my time to shine. And since Granny passed away, so much has been on my mind. I don't know if I've been coming and going. I just keep moving. And I'm also ashamed of some of the things I've been doing. I know that I disgrace you when I'm swimming in sand. But what else could you expect from an ordinary mortal man? You know me better than anyone else, including myself. So it's safe to say I'm just playing the card that you dealt. Sometimes I really want to die. They keep living on earth But homie, I've been surviving since the moon throughout my birth So I hope you can't forgive me when I'm trying to fly straight But Satan keep on seducing me whenever I'm doing great Is my concentration off? When my death lost? I know that I need you, Lord, but our connection was lost I know that I disgrace you when I'm swimming in sand But what else could you expect from an ordinary mortal man? You know me better than anyone else, including myself So it's it safe to say I'm just playing the cards that was dealt But at the same time, I'm focused on having my time to shine And since Renny passed away, so much has been on my mind And I don't know if I've been coming to going, I just keep moving And I've also been ashamed of some of the things I've been doing I apologize deeply for not living my life holy And for being too busy to appreciate how much you love me Whether I'm sharp or dusty, fresh, clean or musty Rich bloke and untrusting, so it got to mean something The night I seen your face is still froze, felt cold Watching you smile at me, and then you were gone The next day my granny passed away and I seen you again So I repent, Father, forgive me for all of my sins Just don't let me have to die without the world hearing my story And please don't let me die without rejoicing in your glory Do I deserve your love and dedication when I'm tripping? How could you still love me when you know that I'll be tripping? Granny, I know you love me and you missing me too Cause a part of me died too when I say goodbye to you why do getting tears never mean a thing? Is Jesus really gon' save us from heartaches and the pain? I know that I disgrace you when I'm swimming in sand But what else could you expect from an ordinary mortal man? You know me better than anyone else, including myself So it's it safe to say I'm just playing the card that was dealt But at the same time, I'm focused on having my time to shine And since Granny passed away, so much has been on my mind And I don't know if I'm becoming the
just want to take the time to thank you for giving me another day. Thank you for letting me keep mobbing with the homeboys that I got today. I want to thank you for giving the streets to back me while I make this move from my whole city and state to eat. Not to mention the whole Midwest, you know what I'm saying? Lakeside, Southside, Southeast, West, Northside, you dig what I'm saying? Illinois, goddamn it, Chi-Town, Champagne, all the way out. We doing this. I know that I disgrace you when I'm swimming in sand, but what else could you expect from an ordinary mortal man? You know me better than any. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Bye-bye. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.